It's odd how you always seem to get the worst of your parents. I don't know if that happened to you, but my eyes have always been horrible. I got my dad's eyes. My mom had great eyes. My dad has these great blood vessels and, you know, low cholesterol and all that. I got my mom's high cholesterol, right? It just always works that way. Seems like. Well, I've had bad eyesight my whole life, and so I've been wearing glasses since I was six years old, and you know, kids can be really mean at school. Maybe you were mean growing up, and they always called me four eyes. You ever get called that? I think it kind of scarred me a little bit, but about nine years ago, I got over it because my bad eyes actually worked to my advantage. They gave me the opportunity to uh, buy a really good pair of Leopold Mojave binoculars. And I have to be honest with you guys, we've been preaching to you about money. Even though they were on sale, I laid some cash down. Well, last year, nine years later, they broke. And bad luck for me, this happened just as I was getting ready to go on a hunting trip. So, you guys will all understand this, I had to buy another pair of binoculars. Now, I bought a cheaper pair, but then when I went on the trip, I left them there. And so I got back here, and hunting season was starting here, and so you know what happened, right? I had to buy a third pair, because I've got bad eyes, and I can't see without them, right? And so even though three pairs of binoculars seems a little bit extravagant, because you can only use one at a time, I didn't have any choice but to do this. Well, the story gets worse. No sooner had I bought now three pairs of binoculars than one day I'm on the internet and I'm you know, at one of these hunting sites and an ad comes up for my binoculars, Leopold Mojave's. And so I click on it. And don't you know that what it says to me is it reminds me of something either that I had forgotten or I never knew about and that is that Leopold has a lifetime guarantee on all their products. So I called the company. They confirmed the guarantee. I returned the binoculars, and within 10 days, I had a brand new pair on my front porch. Now, y'all, that is the kind of guarantee that we all love. But imagine how much I wasted because I didn't know about it. And this is true about all guarantees. If you don't know your guarantee, it doesn't do you any good. This is true also of our guarantee from God regarding our salvation. And some Christ followers make some pretty poor decisions because they don't know about this guarantee. Some are overly religious and they end up giving religion a bad name. Others hide behind pretentious masks, and they become hypocritical. 
Some never rest in the fact that they are loved and accepted by God because they are in Christ. And they spend their whole life trying to be good enough for God. If you don't know about God's guarantee of salvation, you could spend your whole life trying to get something that you already have. And that's a waste. It doesn't help you. And so today, I want to make sure that you are aware of God's guarantee of your salvation. And here's the bottom line. If you have eternal life, you can't lose it because God stands behind the guarantee. Let's read where the Apostle Paul talked about this. He said, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Now, Paul sometimes writes these really long verses in the Bible, and they're all one sentence, and they're hard to understand. But we're going to break it down today, and I want you to start by noticing that God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all involved in the guarantee of eternal life. It is why you can't lose. And so let's get clear on what this means for our salvation. Look at what Paul said. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. If you have believed in Jesus, you have been included in Christ. But what does that mean? Well, I want to do a little illustration for you here. Imagine that you and I are this yellow marker. And this stand right here is, is heaven. It's where God lives. And this Bible is Jesus, okay? Keep that clear in your mind. If you and I want to get into a relationship with God, if we would like to come into the presence of God, guess what? We have a problem. We can't because God is perfect and we aren't. And this sin, this, our sin, it prevents us from coming into a relationship with God. And no matter how much you want to, you can't change that. Because in order for you and me to be able to come into the presence of God and dwell here with God, we would have to be as good as he is. We would have to be perfect. And I'm pretty sure none of us are going to be perfect going forward, and I'm certain none of us have been perfect if we were to go back into our life. In other words, there is no way, no matter how much you want to, there's no way for you to come into a relationship with God where you can be with him. It only happens if God comes to you and me. And that is what God has done. God has come to us 
as Jesus of Nazareth. Remember, my Bible here is representing Jesus in this illustration. He has come to us as Jesus of Nazareth. And as Jesus, he died for us on the cross to pay for our sin so that God could forgive us. Paul called this the gospel of our salvation. And Paul said that whenever you and I believe in Jesus, we believe this good news that he died for us, that he paid for our sin. Paul said when we receive him, we are included in Christ. That's what it means to be in Christ. You and I are in him. Now, let's continue with the illustration. Can Jesus come into the presence of God? Well, of course he can, because he's perfect, because he is God. And what that means for us is that whenever we have believed in him and we are included in him, we are accepted by God, not based on our goodness, not based on our ability to continue to do anything that would please him, but based on the merit of his own son, Jesus Christ. If you are included in Christ, you are accepted by God the Father. And that is why you cannot lose your salvation. Now, today, when you came in, you were given a sticker. I want you to just fumble through and get that. I got mine on the back of my phone. I've seen some other people put it on their computer, stick it on your forehead, do whatever. But I want you to get this because today I'm going to show us, based on the three words on this sticker, believed, marked, and guaranteed, why you and I cannot lose our salvation okay so the first reason you and I can't lose our salvation is because we have believed listen to what Jesus himself said about people who have believed in him he said for I have come down from heaven to do the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have what? Eternal life. Jesus said that if you have believed in him, he won't lose you. It's a promise from Jesus himself. The first question that we need to ask, really, when we're asking, can I lose my salvation? The first question you really need to ask is, is have you believed? Have you put all of your confidence in Christ to forgive your sin and to give you eternal life? Because Jesus said that if you have believed you can't lose because he won't lose you. Believed. But there's another word that Paul said shows us why we can't lose our salvation. Look at what he said. Having believed, you were marked 
in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. The second reason you can't lose your salvation is because when you believed in Jesus, you were marked. You were marked with the Holy Spirit. And Paul said that this marking of the Spirit has sealed you. Now, this word seal referred to the Roman custom of sealing documents. Whenever you and I want to seal an envelope or something today, we just lick the sticky part, right? And then we press it down. They didn't have that kind of luxury. What they would do in those days is they would take a document that they had written and they would roll it up and then they would pour hot wax on the edge of the paper and then the person who had written it would take their ring, it was called a signet ring, and they would place it in that hot wax until it cooled. And then when it was cool and they took their hand away, their seal would be on that document. Paul said that when you believed in Jesus, God marked you by sealing you with the Holy Spirit. And the purpose of the seal was three things. The purpose of the seal was to secure the contents. It was rolled up, sealed, nobody could open it, nobody could look inside. It secured them. Secondly, it authenticated who the author was based on the ring that had been put in the hot wax. And thirdly, it proved ownership. Marking something shows that you own it. Now, there are a lot of good modern illustrations of this. If you were a cattle rancher in West Texas, you would put a brand on your cattle. Maybe some of you have a special license plate on your car to show that your truck isn't just like anybody else's truck, right? Or maybe if you own a business, uh, you might use some kind of a logo that differentiates it, like Whataburger Orange, where, of course, we can get a number two meal, right? 24 hours a day. And one of the more common ways that we do this personally is with a tattoo. Tattoos are ways that we're marked to say to other people things that we want them to know about us. And in a sense, Paul is saying that when you believed in Jesus, God tattooed you with his spirit to mark you as belonging to him. You see, the second that you believed in Jesus as your savior, the spirit of God came to live in you to authenticate you that you belong to God. Have you ever had somebody come into your life and it kind of changed you? I remember when I was a freshman at Baylor, I met a guy named Stan Smothers, and Stan was into really nice stereo systems and, you know, turntables and stuff, and he was from Tennessee. And so Stan loved the nitty-gritty dirt band. And so Stan kind of turned me on to all of that, and so I bought a stereo, and guess who I listened to? Nitty-gritty dirt band. And Stan marked me. Then my college roommate, his name was Mark Piper, and Mark Piper loved the Beach Boys, and he could sing every song that the Beach Boys had ever written, and at night, he would serenade me. It was 
kind of stupid if you think about it. But he would serenade me. He'd get a broom handle and pretend it was his microphone. And he'd play the Beach Boys and sing right along with it. So you know what I did? I got the Beach Boys and I started listening to the Beach Boys. Mark marked me. And then years later, my mentor, Dave Anderson, loved to study the scriptures. And I'd never met anybody who could explain the scriptures like Dave could. And so, you know what I did? I began to study the scriptures. Dave marked me. And then there was this guy, Mario. He loved to smoke pot. And so, you know what I... No, I didn't. I did not, but you get the point, right? I knew I'd reach some of you finally with that one. If you've ever been marked by someone who came into your life, then you know what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit turns you and me on to the things that God loves. This is God's way of authenticating you, that he owns you, and that you are his, and that you can't lose. If you have believed in Jesus, you have been marked. But there's a third word that shows that you can't lose as well. It's the word guaranteed. Look at what Paul wrote. He said, having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. The third reason you can't lose your salvation is because you've been given a guarantee by the Father. Now, this word deposit refers to a first installment or a down payment that obligates the contracting party to complete the deal. Today, we call this earnest money. If you've ever bought a house or, you know, like if you've bought a piece of land or something like that, you know that you have to put earnest money down when you sign the contract. And what you were saying with that earnest money is you were giving your word. You were promising the person that you're doing the deal with, I'm going to finish what we have started. I am going to complete this deal. It's your guarantee that you're going to finish what you've started. Now, don't miss this. God, when he offered us eternal life through Jesus Christ, he's offering to make a deal with you and me. If we will believe in Jesus and receive him as our Savior, God gives us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, as his earnest money. God is guaranteeing us that he is going to complete the deal in you and me. We cannot lose. It is guaranteed. The only way you can lose your salvation is if God isn't strong enough to keep you, if he isn't wealthy enough to finish the deal, or if he's just a liar and never keeps his promises anyway. God paid for eternal life through the death of his own son. 
And he guaranteed that he'll finish what he started with the deposit of the Spirit in you. Believed, marked, guaranteed. You can't lose. You know, when it comes to the question of losing our salvation, there's really only one way you can lose. And that's if you don't do the deal with God. You see, if you have never believed in Jesus and received him as your own personal savior, then you aren't included in Christ. No amount of being religious will change that. No amount of trying to do good things and pretending that you're better probably than you really know you are, it won't change that. No amount of striving to impress God or to make him happy with you will change that. Only one thing can change that. And that is believing in Jesus as your own personal Savior. And so that's what I want to ask you to do today. If you have never believed in Jesus, but you're ready to do that, and He's drawing you to Him, then one way that we do that around here at City Church is we'll often just pray a simple prayer together. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And maybe today, for the first time, you would pray and receive Jesus as your Savior. You can just say this prayer in your own words. You can repeat my words. God knows what we're doing right now. So let's pray together. Lord, we know that you are perfect and that we never can be. But we thank you that you came to us as Jesus of Nazareth. We thank you that you died to pay for our sin so that we can be forgiven. And so Jesus, right now, I want to receive you into my life. I believe in you. And I receive your guarantee of eternal life. Mark me with your spirit. I believe. And I pray this in your name. Amen.